0: your name, Jesus. uh, You are worthy of all the praise and glory in this place today. Father, we thank you for who you are. Be in this place as you already are. Speak to us. Open up our ears and our minds to receive your word. And the saints of God say, Amen. amen and amen. Before you sit down, high five your neighbor and tell them it's good to see them here in the house of the Lord. and. I high five you, Nick. All right, there we go. Good, 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 good to be here. How many are truly blessed to be here in the presence of the Lord? And it is just a privilege and honor, and always to minister the word of God. I don't take it lightly, but I always get so nervous preaching the word of God. Amen. Well, let's dive right in. It. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, "Are you ready?" In that T.D. Jakes Bishop voice, are you ready? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Matthew chapter 14. Let's dive right into the gospel of Matthew chapter 14. It's a portion of scriptures that we've heard numerous times, but I want to take it from a different angle. And I really believe with all of my heart, this is a message that I'd like to just Pour into your heart of something I experienced throughout my life as a person in church, PK, pastor and minister, and um, just all of the above. So Matthew 14, starting with verse 22, and it says these words, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Well, he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. But the waves, because of the waves and the wind were against it, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. And they go, is it is a ghost, they said, and cried out with fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Verse 28 is where I like to go. And it says, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come. "'To you on the water, Jesus. "'Come,' he said. "'Then Peter got down out of the boat "'and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. "'But when he saw the wind, "'he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, "'Lord, save me!' "'And immediately Jesus reached out his hand, "'caught him, you of little faith,' he said." why did you doubt me? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. I'd like to speak to you on the verse where it says, Lord, save me. And I, if that's what I've titled it, save me. And as we begin to look at this scripture and begin to examine this here for a very moment, is that this is a Thursday-type message, if I can honestly preach this, because in all honesty, those of you that are watching online, we thank you for tuning in. And for whatever reason it may be, you watch online, that's, you know, at, that's a source that you can go ahead and do. But there are some folks that, you know, as, as you come to church... You can't get enough of Jesus. You can't just get enough of Jesus on a Sunday morning. So you decide to come on a Thursday to come and worship the Lord. Now, as I begin to experience this and begin to look at this, is that there is a phrase that many people use and that I use it. And on the average, people say this three times a day. And that word is... I'm tired. How many of you have used that word today? I'm tired. And literally, can I just see a show of hands today? How many are tired? Uh, I mean, if you didn't raise your hand in this place, uh, I know that you're lying because we're all tired in this place. Uh, we've come to a place of our lives that uh, that is the favorite line that we use. Uh, How are you doing, Phil? I'm tired, but I'm blessed. Uh, How are you doing, my sister? I'm tired, but I'm here. How many of you said that today? When I say that, you begin to think on the average, and there are some people that actually say just a little bit more, but on the average person, they say that three times throughout the day. I'm tired, and I'm exhausted, I'm beat. And if you are a human being in this place today, and you are here worshiping God, I know a lot of you woke up in the morning, uh, you prayed, uh, you got your coffee, uh, you got dressed, you went to work, uh, and all of a sudden uh, you did your busy thing at work. Uh, all of a sudden now you come to a place uh, where you get out of work, uh, and some of you uh, have hours where you can actually go home, shower up, uh, and all of a sudden get here on time for prayer. But then there are some people who, uh, who have that job uh, where all of a sudden you have to rush out of work, uh, get in the traffic uh, and come here uh, all beat up, all tore up, uh, road raging your way over here. Uh, Where are my people uh, that have to deal with that? Uh, And all of a sudden you come to church. uh, Raul is telling you to lift up your hands uh, worship God. uh, Come on and sing with me. uh, But all of a sudden, deep down inside, uh, listen worshiper, uh, I'm tired. uh, I'm uh, fatigued. beat up uh, but the fact of the matter is is that we made it I've learned that when you begin to look at that word fatigue and you begin to look at the word tired tired literally means that you're fatigued, you're overwhelmed uh, of a lack of sleep, uh, not feeling refreshed uh, from the rest that you had. Uh, And it's symptoms that you can get when you're tired and you're fatigued. Depression, lack of desire of activity uh, that you once enjoyed uh, when we're tired, uh, when we're fatigued. We say crazy things. Uh, We see things that that are not actually there. Anybody with me. Uh, There are some that get uh, grouchy when they're tired. Uh, There are some that get the giggles uh, when they're tired. Uh, There are some uh, that just act all crazy uh, when they're tired and fatigued. And I'm here today to tell you, uh, I know that there are some people in this room here today uh, that are spiritually tired. Uh, You're spiritually tired. uh, And I'm not talking about a physical tired. Uh, I'm talking about a tired where you're exhausted. You're exhausted fighting the enemy. You're exhausted fighting the battles. You're exhausted of what you're doing. And I'm here today to tell you, you're human and it's okay to feel exhausted. It's okay to feel fatigued. And that's why we rest on the Lord. That's why we rest and assure that the Lord is good and he will give us the strength. He will give us the energy to move forward and press forward. I know what exactly it is to be that father, the husband, the pastor, and do everything. I remember in my years of, uh, we, my wife and I have been doing this for over 22 years of ministry. And I remember at one point in my time, uh, in my younger years, uh, where, man, I thought I was the man. I could do it all. Uh, you need some counseling at night? I'll do it. Uh, you want to do that? Let's go do that. Uh, I could do that. And uh, I used to be able to get four hours of sleep and be able to do it to a point where I was exhausted. I remember a time where I was preaching my guts out. I was preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. Uh, and man, nobody was saying amen. Uh, nobody was making an altar call. Uh, I mean, I was spitting and everything. And I walk out of the room and I'm like, God, what in the world happened? Uh, I preached the word. Uh, I thought I did good. Uh, and he told me this uh, humbly uh, at a point, And he said, uh, if you're tired they're tired you don't go out there and preach to get amens you don't go out there to get likes you don't go out there to say that was a good job fact is is i was thinking about peter uh, i was thinking about peter here in this scripture uh, when you begin to think about what peter is doing here uh, thinking about peter uh, a lot of us we put down peter uh, that he was walking on water uh, and then he began to sink uh, but let's take a little story back uh, of what took place before he got in the boat where jesus said uh, let's go to the other side uh, meet me on the the other side. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but when Jesus said, uh, I'll meet you over there. Uh, you meet me over there. Uh, I'll be over there. Uh, all of a sudden, you have to think as a disciple, how is Jesus getting to the mountaintop? Uh, how are we going to meet him over there? Uh, to me, this looks like a setup already uh, that Jesus wants to see how much faith uh, and how much courage you have. Uh, but what took place before this meeting Miracle! Uh, what took place before all of this, uh, this is where uh, Jesus uh, was preaching at the mountaintop. Uh, the disciples were listening to Jesus, uh, and they were looking at the crowd. Uh, there was about 5,000 men, uh, and the Bible begins to say uh, that they were hungry. Uh, and we know throughout uh, the preaching uh, that people said there just wasn't 5,000 people. Uh, there must have been 10,000 uh, Because when you got 5,000 men, you got kids, you got wives, you got everybody that's there. That day records that what happened? They stole somebody's lunch that day before they reported it in the Bible is that they were tired. It was the end of the night. The disciples were tired. They were weak. But when you're full with the Holy Ghost like Jesus was uh, he was ready to preach from morning to evening but these disciples uh, they were tired. They were hungry. They were hangry at the point where they begin to say we're going to steal somebody's lunch and Jesus says if they're hungry Go ahead, uh, let me pray over it. Uh, We know what the Bible says. Uh, He anointed the food, uh, anointed the fish, uh, and now these disciples uh, had to go pass out the food. Uh, You're talking about over 5,000 people that they had to go aisle to aisle to person to person. Uh, Do you know how much cardio that is? Uh, I mean, uh, Phil gets tired just running up and down from here to there, uh, but these men, they were walking up and down. They were blown. And then after they had to collect it. Amen. That's tired. Then, now, they go to a place where Jesus says, I'll meet you on the other side. There was no motor boats back then. There was was none of these boats there. These men had to row from the one location to the end. They're tired. They're weak. They're fatigued. Men, you think about Peter. Peter is the one that vocally begins to talk all that he wants. Tries to act bad. Tries to act like he's the man. And now all of a sudden, they see someone walking out there. They see someone out from a distance. Uh, They were so scared. Uh, And the only reason that tells me that they were scared uh, because they were tired. Uh, They were fatigued. Uh, And when you're tired and fatigued, have you ever heard something in the middle of the night when you're so tired, the wife wakes you up? uh, Did you hear something? I didn't hear nothing. Just go to sleep, girl. Uh, Go to sleep. Uh, Go to sleep. Uh, You're scared to death. Uh, to get out of bed uh, because you're so weak uh, that you don't want to take anybody down. Uh, I believe that that's what happened uh, as they're there in the boat. Uh, It was a little windy that day uh, and all of a sudden they see Jesus uh, there. Uh, Is that you? Is it a ghost? Uh, Jesus said, it is I. Oh, God. You all right with me preaching this? You all right with me? Peter, with the lack of sleep... With the lack of everything that was taking place, his we, his legs were already trembling because they had to pass all that food. Again, they hadn't, they didn't have a, a, a gospel Uber to walk in to get them places. They walked everywhere they went. Then he had to do some cardio to roll their boats into the middle of the lake. And Jesus says, it is I. Ah oh, man. Peter opens up his mouth and says, if it is you, Lord, let me go out there. Let me take a step back because... When, when you and I are exo- uh, exhausted, when you and I are fatigued, we are prone to be discouraged uh, of not paying attention uh, with having the full energy of our lives. Uh, when we're exhausted, uh, we're weak to temptation uh, because we're craving everything in our lives uh, to fulfill our strength. Uh, when we're exhausted, uh, we start making up things uh, and beginning to fight uh, the devil uh, that we did in the first place and now the devil has a hand on us. Uh, When we're exhausted, uh, we're thinking wrong things. Uh, Everybody hates me. Uh, Nobody loves me in the church. Uh, When we're exhausted, uh, you can't even sit straight uh, there with your family and enjoy a good movie. When you're exhausted, uh, it begins to take place. Uh, All kinds of things begin to take place. Uh, And what I've learned, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, does not check in with our human schedule that means when the Holy Spirit wants to move he'll move he don't care if this half of the crowd is tired he won't care if this side of the crowd is asleep if he wants to move he'll move on this side and I know for a fact that the Holy Spirit always works to our advantage Jesus. He's there. Holy Spirit is there. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. There was no church vote. There was no, no, uh, let's go ahead and vote on it. Uh, You know, are we going to get in the boat? It was like, no, get in the boat. Uh, it's, It's like this. Pastor Anthony and I, and even with Pastor Soto being around, uh, there are sometimes there's not a schedule of the preaching schedule. Uh, Sometimes we know the rotation, uh, but sometimes Pastor Ruben will throw a curveball. And the fact of the matter is, is uh, that we always have to be ready. Uh, I may be tired. I may be weak. uh, I may have had a bad day at work, uh, but I got to put all that aside and say, God, uh, if you're going to go ahead and use me, uh, go ahead. And do it. And this is what took place on that day where Jesus said, Get on the boat. The disciples were exhausted. I've learned that if there is a Christian that's never breathing heavy, uh, never crying with tears, uh, never smelling like they just got out of a pit of a fire, uh, don't ever trust him. Uh, I go to the people uh, that got beat up, uh, messed up, torn up, uh, because I want to draw from their wisdom. Uh, I want to draw uh, from their experience uh, because the battle that I've been through uh, it hasn't been a cakewalk. Uh, it's been a battle uh, So those are the people that I go to. Uh, Those are the people I turn to. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you, uh, I don't know how you came in. Uh, I don't know how wounded you came in. Uh, But I'm here to declare to you today uh, that today is the day that you say, devil, uh, yeah, I'm a little tired. Uh, I'm a little weak. Uh, I'm a little messed up. Uh, But I know that the Holy Spirit uh, that's in me uh, will give me the strength uh, to endure, uh, to press forward. Forward. Uh, come on, devil. Uh, go ahead and do what you got to do. But I know the God that I serve. Uh, I know. What's amazing to me is that what really took place on that day is that as Peter is there. See, because sometimes you'll do some crazy things in the house of God. Pastor, I could do it. Go ahead and do it. Why did I say that? I never did it before. That's what Peter did. He never walked on water. I mean, it never even occurred in the Bible that Jesus walked on water. Jesus is strolling on the water. As good as Jesus is, he was probably moonwalking on the water. He was shredding. He was walking with a, 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 a groove. And they begin to say, is that a ghost? He said, it is I. Peter, can I play? Can I play? Come on. What I love about this is that Peter walked on water. Give him some credit. He walked on water. I give people courage that don't know how to sing, but they sing out loud. I give courage to those that are angry people, but they say, if you need an usher, I'll be an usher. I give them some credit. <laughs> the clappings just got really low because I think you know where this is going. Peter is there. He said, come on, I can do this. What it shows me in this scripture is that Peter goes, he does it, uh, but what we always look at is that Jesus, we always look at the thing where he took his eyes off Jesus. Yes, he took his eyes off Jesus, but the scripture says that he saw wind. God, I want to preach this so good right here. But it only shows me seven minutes on the wall. He said, the scripture says, he saw when." He saw wind. We have heard preachers say that he took his eyes off Jesus. Yes, he did. But before he took his eyes off Jesus, he saw wind. And when he saw the wind, he saw circumstances. When you saw wind, you saw the problems. When you saw the wind, you saw your marriage on the rocks. When you saw the wind, you saw negative. Of checking account. When you saw the wind, you saw all the shame and all the guilt. When you saw the wind, you see everything that's going on in your life. And I'm here today to tell you, as Peter saw the wind, it doesn't say that the wind was blowing hard. It doesn't say it was a tornado. It doesn't say all of that. It says wind. All we know that it could just have been the wind that was rocking in the boat uh, where his face got wet a little bit. Uh, All it was was some wind. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you uh, some of you want to throw in the towel because you saw a breeze. Uh, You saw a breeze. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you uh, some of us uh, were scared uh, because the devil uh, just threw a little breeze at you. Uh, You're fatigued because you saw a little breeze. Uh, And I'm here to tell you, uh, when he saw the breeze, uh, he began to sink. See, we all want to put Peter down, but it says that Jesus immediately—he freaked out. Right? Come here, Jesse. You're so hands. I always pick on Phil. Just stay right there. You're Peter. I'm Jesus. It says that Jesus was able to reach out to him. And to me, Peter was not over there. He was here. So give Peter a little bit credit that he got a little bit further than we begin to say what Peter did. He had enough faith to get to arm's distance of where Jesus is at. So I'm here today to tell you if Jesus is saying, reach out to me. I'll pick you up from the lake. I'll pick you up from the sea. That means that you're a little closer than you think you are uh, you're a little bit closer with the devil told you At you're not even at the middle uh, you're almost at the finish line and when you begin to reach out your hand to Jesus uh, he'll pick you up come on somebody uh, give the Lord a big shout of praise and glory he saw the wind he was afraid. But give Peter some, some courage. He got there. He strolled up. What's up, Jesus? I don't know what encouragement Jesus was giving them that day, but I'm sure he was. Right? I was seeing your granddaughter. I was she was learning how to walk. She was wobbling right now a little while ago she was like i'm like hey mama she's like but she was getting to her destiny because her destination because grandma had her arm She had her hand. They were walking together, hand in hand. Some of you are wobbling. Some of you are fatigued. Some of you are wounded. But if you hold on to our Savior, you hold on to the arm that you need to hold on to. He'll hold you up. I don't know what it was with his doubt. I don't know what it was that he, that he took his eyes off Jesus, but literally what begins to show is that he took his eyes off Jesus, but is because he saw the wind. What is it that you see? that's taking you off Jesus? What is it that you see that's taking your eyes off Jesus? What is it that you saw that's making you being fatigued and being tired of all of the things that are going on in your life? You're not feeling it. You're feeling discouraged. One time in prayer, the Lord told me, he said, you need to stop, you need, you.' he he told me this a couple of years ago, things that were going through in in my life, and he said, you stop believing your faith can change situations in your life, and you're copying everything else that's around you of trying to build your church and your ministry, but you took your faith off of me. And I realized that's what was making me tired in my ministry. That's what was making me fatigue of everything that I was trying to do, of building something, where God was saying, you took your faith off of me. So really, maybe what you're going through today is because you see everything else that's going on, and you stop believing of what God can do. See, when you're fatigued, you try to do everything it is in your life. If you ever went swimming and you're not a great swimmer, you just know how to dog pedal, that's not swimming. That's Surviving. Have you ever got so tired of dog pedaling you stop for a minute and you begin to go down and you freaked out and all of a sudden you're. Out. And the lifeguard or whoever it was to try to save you, they said, Relax. I believe that God is telling me to tell you to relax to allow God to come into your life so that he can come in, comfort you, and take you to a place where he wants to take you. See, I know what it is to feel tired. I know what it feels like to come into church fatigue. I know what it feels like to come and fight all the demonic things in, in life and all of the things that's taking place and I've come to a place sometimes where man I've been through some crazy things uh, and I had to come behind the pulpit and pretend like everything was okay, like everything was okay, uh, like we weren't uh, past you on any bills or rent or anything like that uh, and come and be all tired I know what it feels like uh, but I do know what it feels like uh, when you begin to say God uh, where is your hand Uh, where is your arm Uh, because I'm reaching out to you Uh, I don't care what the wind comes Uh, I don't care what's blowing by me Uh, I don't care what kind of breeze is coming to me uh, but I am going to reach out to him and it says in verse 31 immediately uh, Jesus reached out his hand uh, and caught him Uh, I believe with all of my heart uh, that there is shift happening in this place uh, because we come to a place of our lives uh, where we're going to stop focusing uh, on the breeze and the wind uh, that's around us, uh, but we're going to say God, uh, I'm looking right at you, God. Uh, I'm going to put my trust, uh, my faith in you. Uh, I don't care what the enemy says. Uh, I don't care what my neighbors say. Uh, I'm going to worship you to the very fullest. Uh, Somebody needs to get excited. uh, and tell the devil uh, where he belongs Uh, we need to turn Uh, I say it all the time Uh, we need to confuse the devil uh, and let him know uh, I shouldn't be worshipping but I am Uh, I shouldn't be happy uh, but I am Uh, I shouldn't be giving uh, but I am Uh, I shouldn't be doing this uh, but I am Uh, I shouldn't dance uh, but I'm going to dance I shouldn't jump uh, but I'm going to jump you see you need to confuse the heck out of him. Oh, man, I love it. I mean, it's crazy. And then the last verse says that Jesus picked him up and they got in the boat. And the wind stopped. God. Where's my handsome piano player? He's not here yet. Keyboard player. There he is. Look at him. The wind. The wind does terrify us. You ever been in the plane? And the plane begins to... I mean, everybody and their mother is saying the sinner's prayer at that time. (laughs) When it gets a little breezy, when it gets a little windy, it scares us. See, I come from a culture and field knows vacations, time off, used to literally been a, a sin to do. It's like, I'm going to miss because it's our anniversary and we're going to go out. It's like, it's a church night. You can't go out to dinner and Celebrate 25 years of marriage. And I get it back then. I mean, it it, it served its purpose. But thank God we have a ministry, a pastor, who's all about loving and, and grace and mercy. I'm not telling you to all take off this Sunday. I'm not. But sometimes you have to refresh yourself from getting crazy. Raul will tell you, I tell him a lot, bro, breathe. Don't I tell you that? Relax. And why I've learned in our ministry that it could put a toll on marriages, your children, and those that are around you. Oh, we're going to go to hell because we went to Hawaiian Gardens. You know what I meant by that. Sometimes we just got to breathe and soak in what God has done in your life. Sometimes you just got to meditate. Stand to your feet. I learned in my recent years and months lately, because there was a time when godly anxiety hit my life bad. where I almost felt like it was a heart attack. And I remember my wife taking me to the ER because that's what it felt like. But it was anxiety. It was things. And I remember the Lord speaking to me loud and clear, just breathe, breathe, breathe. Because the air that we breathe, we take it for granted. Because it's always there. And I remember throughout the the months and the years. Where you lay down and you're fatigued. And like Peter, you feel like you're drowning. But God telling me, just breathe. 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 And I've learned it's not yoga. It's not any of that. It's just, and being quiet and listening to what God wants to tell me. I'm over my time. But there are some in this room here today, you're fatigued. You're tired of swinging. You're tired of fighting. some of you barely made it in here and some of you barely turned on YouTube but you did it so that you could hear a word from God to say it's going to be okay and if you're really an arm away you're a lot closer to God than when you think you are so if God is speaking to you in any way and you feel like that I want you just to rush out of your chair and just come to the altar and say, God, here I am as the worship team comes up. Here is an altar that you come before God.